0: Welcome to the Coeta Assembly Youth Podcast. Our goal is to equip you to take on the most revolutionary mission known to man. We hope these messages encourage you and strengthen your walk with Jesus. Please like, share, and subscribe. And also don't forget to follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. And now, this week's message from Pastor Matt. All right, we are in week two of our series best friends, and what a better night to talk about our best friends than on tribe night, right? I know some of you, you competed against your best friends just now playing dodgeball, but I really hope that on your tribe, on your team, that you were able to also compete with some of your best friends, that you had some of your best friends on the tribe with you. So tonight, we are going to talk about the friend aspect of our youth group, of our, of our big tribe, because I know right now that we just divided it up into four smaller tribes, but really we are just one big tribe. So we're going to talk about the friend aspect of our youth group, and then the friend aspect of your relationship with God. So we might be competing for points for smaller tribes, but together we are one big tribe, and as one big tribe, as a youth group, we will always be for, there for each other, and we will always fight for one another. As a youth group, we will always have each other's backs. As a tribe, we will always have each other's backs. I saw it out there whenever we were competing. You guys had each other's backs on your own tribe, trying to protect people on your own tribe. But then you even joined forces with neighboring tribes to get out other tribes. And I believe that in the real world, whenever things start going wrong, whenever things start going bad, you guys, as one big tribe, you guys will always have each other's backs. And you guys will never let anybody be left alone. Proverbs 18 verse 24 says, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Notice that the word friend, it's in quotations because it's not really talking about a real friend. It's talking about somebody who wants to pretend to be your friend to try to get something out of you, to try to get something um, to benefit themselves. They're They're not in it to benefit you. And in the end, it just ends up destroying you. But the Bible says a real friend sticks closer than a brother. And, of course, we know that our our relationship with God, that is a real friend in our life. And they stick closer than a brother. But I hope and I pray that those are the friends that you can be there, that you can form in your tribes. And I believe and I hope and I pray that this youth group as a whole can also be real friends in your life who can stick closer than a brother. Queda Assembly Youth, we have a mission? A mission is, a, is a, it's a statement. It's a goal that we all have a singular focus on to try to bring about. A mission, whenever it's for a group, whenever it's for somebody like us, it never works unless everybody is on board to try to achieve this goal. And this mission, I believe it's widespread. I believe it's, it's for everybody, but I also believe it's for each and every one of us. And our mission, Queda Assembly Youth, it's simply this. It's belong. Discover hope, grow in God. The fourth one, okay, whatever. Make a difference. I almost had them all memorized. That's all right. Belong, discover hope, grow in God, and make a difference. It's written as as as, as a charge, as a command. This is what I want you guys to do and feel whenever you walk in through these doors, and then whenever you walk out these doors. I hope that you guys feel like you belong. I hope that you guys can discover hope in this place. I hope this is a place you can grow in your relationship with God. And then whenever we leave, I hope and I pray that you guys can make a difference in the world. So this is what we're going to talk about tonight, about being best friends. Because what does it mean to belong? What does it mean to belong here at Quita Assembly Youth? Belonging in means that youth is for Everybody. It's for every single person that walks in those doors. It's for every single person that you walk by at school. It's for every single person that you see who's at the grocery store. That's what this church is for. I hope that everybody who comes can feel that sense of belonging. I hope that every single one of your best friends, whether they believe in God or not, I hope that they feel like they can belong whenever they are in this place. Because today more than ever, we know this. We need a place where we can belong. With all the social distancing, with all the distance learning, with all the uh, virtual learning, we need a place that we can truly get together in a community that nobody's going to judge us, that everyone's going to have our back. We need a place that we can get together and truly belong, and no one's going to judge us for being here or not being here, but we can really feel like we belong, that people want us to be here. And I hope and I pray that this place is a place where you feel like you belong. Kuwait Assembly Youth is also a place it's welcoming to all people because all people belong in God's family. And so as long as we keep that our goal and our mission, then all people will feel that sense of belonging. Romans chapter eight, talking about belonging in God's family, Paul says, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. He says, instead you received God's spirit whenever he adopted you as his own son. Now we call him Abba, Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And and since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of the glory, of, of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. God is saying that we are part of his family. God is saying that it doesn't matter who you are, what you do in your life, God is going to accept you and your family. God does not uh, keep anybody away from accepting him. There's nothing you can ever do to, to not deserve God's love. And God says that whenever we receive Jesus as our Lord, whenever we accept God into our life, God is saying that he's adopting us into his life. In a sense, he becomes our father. In a sense, we become his children. And God, he does not discriminate. He accepts everybody. And so everybody belongs in God's family. And I, and I hope and I pray that this is a place everybody can belong. You are always here to belong. And I believe your best friends, those who you want to see to know God, I know that they can belong in this place. And if you're new here, I hope you feel that. hope you sense that. that This is a place that you can belong. And if you're looking for a youth group, if you're looking for somebody who's always going to have you back and always going to be there, then I believe you don't have to look any further. The second thing of our mission is to discover hope. Just like we need a place to belong in this world, we need hope now more than ever. Hope is that feeling of expectation. It's that something to look forward to, and it's something that gives you the motivation to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Without hope, there is no life in our soul. Hope is a necessity necessary for life. One of my favorite quotes about hope, it says this. It says, hope is to our spirits what oxygen is to our lungs. Think about that for a second. Hope is to our spirits what oxygen is to our lungs. Lose hope and you die. They may not bury you for a while, but without hope you are dead inside. The only way to face the future, to fly straight into the wings of hope. Hope is the energy of the soul and hope is the power of tomorrow. Hope is necessary for everybody and you have to have hope and today, in this world, there are more people giving up on hope than ever before. Looking at, turning on the news, looking on social media, comparing yourself to other people, trying to fulfill high expectations, all those things are wanting and, and persuading people to give up hope or, or to put their hopes in false hopes. A false hope is something that seems like it's solid. It seems like something's real. It seems like something you put your hope in, but it will never satisfy. It's always going to be temporary, and it will never be eternal. It's like trying to put your hope on a vaccine. It's like trying to put your hope on a political leader. None of those things will ever truly be a foundation that you can put your hope in. The only thing that we can truly put hope in is God as Christians the world that's looking for hope it's looking for something that we can hope in and as christians we have the source it's not a gimmick it's not something that's that's shady it's not something that's a temporary fix but we have the real thing and the only real source of hope comes from god you can try it. You can try to put your hope on other things, but those things will never last. Those things will never be there. Whenever you try to put your, take the next step and put your foot on that, on that thing, it will not be there to catch you. I love the way the, the writer of Psalms says in Psalm 62, it says, Let all that I am wait quietly for the Lord, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. In this world, there's going to be things that are going to try to shake us. There's going to be things that try to rob us and steal us. But God, the writer is saying that whenever we put our hope in God, He is our fortress. He is our strong foundation. And that no matter what happens in this world, we can keep taking steps of faith, not knowing what's going to happen, but knowing that God is going to be there because our hope is on God. Our foundation is on God. The next thing on our mission is to grow in God. I hope and I pray that this is a place that whenever you come in, that you can grow in your relationship with God. But here, this growing in God is not just knowing more about God. Not just knowing more about who God was and what God wants for you and knowing facts about the Bible. That's just one part of the equation. If you want to grow in your relationship with God, you have to experience God personally in your life. Growing a God, it's experiencing Him personally. It's learning to hear His voice and then doing what God is calling you to do. God desires to speak to you personally. So might sound crazy, but you don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a lifelong Christian in order for God to want to speak to you. God wants to speak to you personally. Caden, God wants to speak to you personally. Tucker, God wants to have a relationship where he speaks to you personally. Zach, God wants to speak to you personally. God wants to have that relationship with every single one of you that whenever you pray, you're able to listen and you can actually hear God's voice. God wants that relationship with every single one of us. And we know, but we have to be intentional because other voices, whenever we try to listen to God's voice, whenever we want to go in a relationship, we have to be intentional because other voices will start to crowd out God's voice. We'll start to be overwhelmed by other voices. And we know that because a lot of us, whenever we pray, whenever we try to pray to God for longer than five minutes, we start to getting distracted by the voices in our head. And so it's harder than ever to try to listen and hear God's voice. That's why if we want to have that relationship with Him, we have to be intentional about hearing God's voice. If you want your relationship to go to the next level, if you want to keep your relationship, uh, keep it from staying just meh, if you want to take it to the next level, you have to be intentional about trying to hear God's voice. You have to take ownership of your own relationship with God. There's nothing I can do to help your relationship with God. Sure, I can, I can tell you all these things about the Bible, but you have to take ownership of making your relationship with God your own. You have to take ownership, and if you want it to grow, you have to do something about it yourself. You're the only one who can steer that relationship that you have with God. Because whenever you experience God, not just learn about him, but but whenever you experience God's presence, whenever you feel God's presence in your life, you feel his nearness, whenever you're intentional about trying to hear God's voice, whenever you know that God is real, you know that God is real. You know that you can put your hope on, on him. You know that he loves you. And so there's three ways that we can be intentional about hearing God's voice. First is worship worshiping God in this place, whenever we're all worshiping him together, that is an atmosphere that we are creating where God's presence is saturated in this place. And if you take hold of that, and if you want to make it your goal to grow in your relationship with God, that is one way that you can make that happen. Hearing God's voice, praying those prayers, uh, singing those songs, worshiping God, and then listening for God's voice. Another way to take your relationship with God to the next level is reading the Bible. I know I say this a lot, but this thing, it's not just learning more about God. If you want to hear God's voice, God has already written everything to us. God's voice is already in these pages. And you think that this is a daunting book. You think this is a long book. But I promise you, this book, it's it's life-giving. I went from being an atheist to accepting God in my life and then reading this every day and and this thing gave me life. This thing helped me transform my life by hearing God's voice of knowing what God was going to ask me to do. Growing in your relationship with God, experiencing Him personally. It's an everyday reliance on God and and a dependence on His presence. The worship team will go ahead and come back. Belong. Discover hope. Grow in God. And the last thing is make a difference. This generation, the generation that you're a part of, is more willing than ever to make a difference in this world than any other generation before. From what I read, from what I know, from what my conversations I have with you, you guys want to change the world with your life and make it count for something bigger than what's just going on right now. By show of hands, how many of you guys, you feel like you want to use your life for something that's bigger than yourself? You want to use your life to make a difference in this world? I see hands all over the place. I, I feel that too. Whenever I was in high school, when I was in college, I wanted to use my life to make a difference, to change the world in a bigger way. And there's good news because as Christians, as, as Christ followers, whenever we accept Jesus, we are called to a mission that is bigger than ourselves. And the mission that the Bible calls us to, it's a mission that uh, it will challenge us. It's a challenging mission, there's no doubt about it. And sometimes it's even a dangerous mission. There's been millions of Christians, there's been millions of people who tried to fulfill this mission over their life, and they have literally put their lives on the line for this mission. And the mission the Bible tells us to do is to make disciples of all the nations, it's to preach the gospel to all creation. It's to go into all the world and tell people about Jesus. That's the mission that God is calling us to do as Christians. And so whenever we find our tribe, whenever we find our community, whenever we find that place where we really feel like we belong, and then whenever we start to discover hope, we're able to put our hope on God. We discover that everlasting source of hope. And then whenever we grow in our relationship and we experience God for who he is, we should then be compelled to change the world, to make a difference, to let everybody know that they can also have that eternal, and that everlasting hope dwelling up inside of them. They can experience that relationship with God. They can, they, they can belong in a community that is bigger than ourselves. We should feel compelled to make that our mission. And Jesus, he is the only person who can actually bring change and transformation in the world. If we want to make a difference in the world, there's only so much that we can do. But Jesus, He is the only one who can bring about change. So as Christians, whenever we become something part of something that's bigger than us, whenever we discover that source of hope, when we grow in our relationship with God, we should feel compelled to change the world. And so whenever you pray, whenever you just start hearing God's voice, whenever you start growing that relationship and you hear God's voice for yourself, ask God what he's calling you to do and then do it. Because God, he's gonna, he has a mission for every single one of us. God's not calling every single one of us in this place to be a pastor, to be a missionary, to be a worship leader. But I promise you, God has a mission and a purpose for every single one of you. And if you would just take time to listen to God for yourself, to grow in that relationship, and to hear what God has for you, God will tell you what that is, and he'll put that passion inside of you. He'll put that burden inside of you. And so when we talk about hearing God's voice, I've never heard an audible voice of God. I've never just been praying, and then all of a sudden, God, he comes down from heaven, and he just like shakes the house of me and, and, and speaks to me. God's never done that to me. But I know I've heard God's voice over and over and over again because I hear God right here. I hear God right here. I feel that passion and a burden and I feel like God is speaking to me and that's when I know it's God's voice. And so whenever you pray, listen to what God is calling you to do. Feel that passion, feel that burden, and ask if that's what God is calling you to do. And then do it. Because God has something for you. And he wants to change the world through you. And if you would just listen, he will tell you what that is, and then he'll give you the power to do it. So there's two things tonight. So with first, with every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around. If you've never said yes to Jesus, if you have not been adopted into that family that I talked about earlier, you have not discovered the everlasting hope yet, but you want to, you want to belong in God's family, you want to feel that hope, you want to grow in your relationship with God, and you never said yes to Jesus, raise your hands so I know who I'm praying for. The Bible says, Never one person comes into heaven, all of heaven rejoices. Amen. I saw, I saw a couple hands go up. So everybody with me, say this prayer with me. And, and yeah, every, every head bowed. Say this prayer right after me. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all my unrighteousness. God, I make you the Lord and the Savior of my life. So accept me to your family. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe right now, if you pray that prayer and you really believe it, God, all of heaven is rejoicing And God, he has already accepted you into his family. And I believe that God can speak to your heart and he can challenge you. and He can ask you to do things for his kingdom. But remember, it's not just that prayer that changes things. It's the heart and the the belief that you have behind that. So second, if you feel compelled to make a difference, to change the world, you want to hear God's voice for yourself, you want to experience God personally in your life, then I want you to right now to stand up and come to this altar and experience God for you. I'm I'm not going to wait too much longer. So in the count of three, I want you to stand up. If you want to make that difference in the world, if you want to hear God's voice, come up here to the altar and, and this worship me. We're going to lead us in another song. So one, two, three. If you want to make a difference, you want to hear God's voice, I want you to go ahead and stand up right now and come up right here. Amen. I believe we all want to make that difference. You want to experience God's voice. Don't worry, we're not going to go yet. We'll still wait. You want to experience God personally. God wants to speak to every single one of you. He wants to speak and he wants to use you to make a difference in this world. And honestly, it doesn't matter if you stood up or not because God is still wants that relationship with every single one of us. So the worship team, they're going to lead us in another song. And as they lead us in the song, I want you to make this prayer your own. And I want you to get to know God personally. Ask him what he's calling you to do. And then take a few minutes, a few seconds to listen to what God is calling you to do. He speaks to you right here. He speaks to you through your passions. Listen to what God is calling you to do and then do it because that's how God's going to change the world. Jesus, I thank you for these students. God, I thank you for the mission and the purpose that you've given every single one of us. And God, I pray that you help us to hear that mission, to hear that purpose. And God, I pray you give us the power to do it. And God, every single one of these students, I pray that as they seek your face, as they seek after you, as they worship you, God, I pray that they hear your voice clearly. Let it be distinctive. Let it not be a distracting. Let it not be their own voice. Let it not be um, other voices from the world. But God, I pray you let them hear your voice and know 100% that it's you. Let there be no doubt. So, God, as we seek after you, help us to hear you and help us to to obey what you're calling us to do. We ask you in Jesus' name, amen and amen.